Hello everyone and welcome to Golden Walkman Magazine. My name is David Walker, bringing you the second issue of April 2020, and it is poetry. Uh, this issue we have two wonderful poems um, that I think uh, are very, very good image poems. Um, I think that's the thing that the thread that kind of connects these two poems. Um, we have one poem by Sophie Ma and another poem by D.S. Mullally. I believe I'm pronouncing the, sec uh, the last name correctly, hopefully. Um, but either way, um, I, I really hope you enjoy these poems. These, these poems uh, I really fell in love with when I read the first time. And I think that the um, poets recorded them very well and and that it is a good representation of what i enjoyed about the poems when i read them um so uh, before we get into that i'm just gonna say again um that i hope that you are safe i hope that people you care for are safe and healthy um and hope you enjoy this I'm Sophie Ma, and I'm reading my poem, Love Mitya, which is an epistolary written from the perspective of Dmitry Shostakovich, who is a famous Russian composer to a future tenant of his house. So, Love Mitya. Dearest tenant, the stone bag that sits by the door is immutable and primeval. Let it be a ticket to the cosmos and any other places of desire. Be wary of the lightning-struck windows, perpetually ajar and sifting through winds, unhinged and starved. Do not attempt to close them. Allow them the solitude that their cries deny others. Keep an eye on the maki that unfurl on the sill. A pinch of life each morning, right as the windows flap awake, will prop them upright and halt the eroding iron frames. Soak the press in the blue china bowl. Wait for the ink to bleed out the papery veins and dissolve in the solution like murdered whispers of dislike. Pick up the daily plastics and any of their permutations that are deposited on the door. Dispose of them through flame because the rooms do get cold. Again, waste no time with the trumpeting, stubborn pains. As grating as they can be, they will rot and redden into fineness on their own accord. And when they do, take the bag and set it ablaze. And if that does not please you, marbleize and martyrize. No need for places of temptation other than that gregarious haven. Take care yourself, and the house. Love, Mitya. So I was at the Louisville Brown Theater for a Tchaikovsky concerto that happened to feature a symphony by Dmitry Shostakovich. And I was reading the pamphlet that narrates the composition of the symphony, and it talked about Shostakovich's personal struggles with expression, especially during the rule of Stalin, because during that time he was denounced a public enemy by the party. 
And there was one line that really stuck out to me, which was that he kept a bag by his door all the time in case Stalin's men ever came for him. So um, he did that for so long that it became an immutable part of his life. And that ends up being incorporated as a defining part of the poem. So Love Me Tia is sort of a written version of Dmitry Shostakovich's Symphony No. 10, except he uses the uh, diminutive Mitya instead of his full name, Dmitry. So the windows represent Stalin, who was always making a scene about his work and denying him the solitude to compose. And um, Maki is the Russian word for poppies, which in the language of the flowers represent hope for a peaceful future, which is what I imagine Shostakovich always wanted. Um, and I use plastic because I think it's a great word for the collective artificiality of the adjustments that he had to make to his music to please party members. And they're fake because he himself stated that he would have used more brilliance and sarcasm had he not been um, politically restricted. And he uses those adjustments to keep himself alive, to keep the house warm. And Shostakovich tells his tenants to ignore the windows because he knows that Stalin will die at some point. And he says that when that does happen, to get rid of the bag, because there's no longer a need to leave an escape. And I wanted this to be in uh, Shostakovich's voice, so I did a lot of research, and I found him to be a frantically obsessive man, which is why he keeps reminding his tenants to do all these weird, specific things. Uh, D.S. Malali here reading a poem called Music. Music, after reading WCW. Fine and glassy water, and one morning someone sat down to play the piano, and their fingers creeped, finally, steady as a clock from note to note, and up the keys around, and the sound clinked cleanly, and climbed over the morning, chinking like a tea set, making sounds which perhaps have been there ever since Hans first built a piano, or earlier, when they played drummer against bone. And the notes sprang bright crystal in the air, and the air took them and carried them, finally achieved after so many people crossing out notes and dropping their plectrums, attempting to write what music could be. And people stopped in the street and stopped baking bread. Gardens went unplanted and babies undelivered. Thousands of airplanes crashed from the sky and the notes played on, knowing that they were music. Knowing that music had finally truly been made for the first time after so many almost tries. And when it stopped, there could be no new songs anymore. And nobody minded and everyone remembered. Those notes, clean as cat paws, fresh in early morning snow. Um, so yeah, uh, I wrote music about a year and a half ago um, during the height of a winter while I was living in downtown Toronto. Um, I was at the time I was commuting out of the city at 5 a.m. most mornings and uh, walking through the heavy snow, which fell each night before it had been cleared. And on the train, I'd been reading William Carlos Williams books, Spring and All, 
which uh, has some interesting ideas in it about the theory of poetry, which um, a poetic theory is uh, something I find a little stifling sometimes when it's applied too rigorously. Um, but I have an easier time with it when it's presented in the form of poetry itself. And uh, music was, um, I realised after I'd been working on it for a while, it was an unconscious attempt at taking some of the ideas I'd found in that book and injecting them into my own writing methods. Um, normally I write in a more prosaic and personal mode, and uh, this poem is about as far as I get into sort of the realm of the abstract. Um, the poem is called Music, but really what I was trying to get at was, I suppose you could say, something like the absence of music. Um, that is what I had in mind when I was writing it, was um, I was focusing on the sort of crisp silences I'd found when I was walking through heavy snow in the, in the empty streets in the city. Um, perhaps somewhat romanticised, since um, I'd previously been living in Dublin and then London, and um, I'd never really experienced uh, the sort of blanket muting of sounds which come under that kind of weather. Um, that, uh, sorry, I'm not very good at discussing poetic me poetic methods. It's um, it came out.